Welcome to the Virtual CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping service-based businesses achieve success. Are you a business owner interested in learning how to scale your business? Has your business reached over $1 million in annual revenue? Then this podcast is for you. So I'd like to uh, welcome everybody to the show. Uh, I've got a great guest here, J.P. Hollicker from Power Shifter Digital. And uh, Power Shifter Digital, um, significant AI is what we're going to be talking about. All AI and all AI. So uh, hopefully get your fill from AI from from this conversation. Looking forward to it. Joey, welcome to the show as well. It seems like you and I are becoming uh, tandem partners here and kicking Jamie out of the, uh, the arena there, huh? Oh, I appreciate it, Jody. Um, always great to be on with you. Yep. So let's go ahead and kick it over to JP. JP, could you uh, give us a quick introduction of yourself? And we'll kind of take it from there. Sure thing. I'm JP Haleka. I'm the CEO and founder of Power Shifter Digital here in Vancouver, Canada, where we specialize in all things digital from mobile apps, web apps, websites, all that good stuff. I'm mostly on the design uh, and build front, not so much on marketing and, and strategy, that aspect of things. And I've been um, researching generative AI specifically, which I think is probably got the biggest um, the biggest spotlight in, in the last 12 months. And um, I've been sharing what I've been learning. Um, I feel like I'm just slightly ahead. It's, <laughs> it's hard to stay ahead. I was ahead yesterday when I got up, but uh, we'll see today. Uh, stay ahead and get the news out to agencies around how this might impact them from an opportunity perspective and or whether or not there's some threats as well within there. Yeah, it's kind of scary, right? Because I was just, a, just, just at a digital conference. They were talking about how AI is going to put people out of work. That was the big thing. Put digital marketers out of work, uh, which I completely disagree with. I, I think it's going to really enhance things. But I would love to get your opinion on that one. There is it going to is it going to put everybody out of work? I I think that there is a large group of people. Uh, I think what I've been writing about recently is that within two years, outside of, um, um, I would say employment law or mm-hmm. employment regulation. Uh, existing union contracts and the left time left on those on those contracts, and uh, I guess ethics and morality are the only things really the three things that are going to stop um, unemployment on one side of the coin from happening in a lot of areas that I don't think anyone really expected it this quickly. Mm-hmm. And however, on the flip side, there's there's opportunity, but uh, I think that um, jobs jobs will be reduced. I think in Agencies will be working with less people, getting more done, and I think a lot more will be taken in-house as well. Uh, that would have typically gone to agencies lower on the value um, on the value chain. Mm-hmm. So overall, you're, you do believe that hey, the uh, the AI is going to reduce the the workload from from agencies, and, and they won't they will not have to have as many many people on the on the team in order to accomplish the almighty you know basically revenue number that they need to hit. Yeah, I think in every department, for the most part, across the board, from what I've been experimenting with, yeah. So what what are the positives there? So wasn't wasn't expecting that one. Wasn't expecting that one. So what, hey, yeah. are, the, what are the positives? Are the positives? Uh, well, I think a couple of big shifts that we um, we've seen in the industry for a while, which and I know that your team has been advocates for, which is value pricing. Um, value pricing, which is interpreted in a couple of different ways. Right. I would say the value pricing, for the most part understood within the agency spot is fixed fee in a sense what is the value of the output that the client sees in in value there are those that do performance value based on sales and 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 
in marketing leads. But I'm speaking to is, is the fixed fee, what is the perceived value of the offering? I think that the drive to that is going to be more important from a narrative perspective because it's always been bad about selling hours. So I think the good thing is that this will accelerate quite rapidly. It'll have to. Um, the move to value or fixed fee pricing it does a, few, a couple of things you um if you do things in seconds versus days which is literally a lot of a lot of things can be done or reduced by 10x your hourly rate is no longer sustainable um because it just hasn't doesn't have the value that it did because it was all based on norms of people doing stuff um physically or you know mm -hmm. or going through a linear fashion to get something started to finish so i think the opportunity there is that there will be margins um if you can position your agency uh as brand and as the experts that they are regardless of how it gets done so you think the flat fee is going to be becoming more and more of a uh, a norm versus the outlier which it's been for for a long time uh value basing being you know the the key to that um so subscription-based model, what, what, what's, your thought, what's your thought on that? Now that we've got, now they're getting rid of the hours, is subscription-based going to be becoming more and more of a, a norm as well? We've been doing it for, since what, 2007 um, and very successful in an industry that, that was completely against it. It completely frowned upon it. It was looked as, you know, not being even ethical at the time. And in reality, it's becoming more and more and more of a, a norm going to the creative agency space, you know, I've always said, you know, Hey, if anybody can crack that nut, man, you, you could really make a, a huge dent in the, in the, uh, in the industry. Do you think, you think subscription base is going to be, please tell me. Yes. Please tell me. Yes. You know, I think you are, um, you and I are aligned on that. I've been saying it's a subscription, you know, that subscriptions are going to be a thing for agencies from a certain part of productization mm -hmm. uh, for many years. Mm -hmm. I will say that I think it's been a harder sell client side mm -hmm. than it maybe it has been for agencies to understand what it means for, you know, um, for businesses like Summit. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it all depends on the interpretation as well. Sure. Uh, a subscription is a, whether you use it or lose it, in my view, um, more of a model like a, a Netflix, which the, you know, yep. uh, those things don't roll, roll over. It can be just another name or nomenclature for retainer, which I don't care for. Right. Um, but honestly, getting a certain amount a month, you're drawing against it. A lot of people will think, well, that's just a subscription, but I think it's a bit more nuanced than that, which is you get a fee, you got to use the, you use the, the hours or you don't or use the services or, or the productization of, of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, I think it's overdue. I think it'll be easier to probably be able to lower the subscription costs, mm -hmm. however, to get more subscriptions. You see more of a volume game, which I know is not necessarily a great thing with an agency. But if you get more with lower with lower subscriptions, you're, you know, uh, similar to a SaaS model, I think, mm -hmm. than um, relying on generative AI to help find the find the speed and to remove the risk as well that you might not you might go over and then have the you know less of a great use of a subscription but i think that they're we may have to call it something else but i think the model's there and this will help for sure yeah because the way, the way i look at subscription base is not just simply the way that you actually bill somebody out you know whether it's on a weekly basis like we do or or monthly like other folks will do it's more of the services that are you know that you get for it you know like for net netflix is a perfect example where it doesn't make it every time many movies you watch you know you can binge watch a bunch of movies you're gonna pay the same subscription fee you know for that because it's providing that that service level you know with what we do you know the same thing you know we 
you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference if we're providing, you know, a, a profit sharing plan for you or helping you with your banking relationships or whatever that might be. It's all encompassed in that, in that same. Yes. Scheme. And, and so I'm, I'm hoping that what AI is going to be doing, you know, and, and, and it may be already doing for a lot of firms, hopefully is, is allowing that to happen where now they can start managing a bunch of different things that, you know, that their, their agency is actually doing versus just simply waiting for the manpower, the women power to actually get things, uh, get things done over time. Yeah. I think, I think it'll definitely help with that because you can just get things done so much uh, quicker. And again, I think the focusing on your case studies, your outcomes, um, uh, and is it going to become more and more important when you justify why money should be spent at your agency. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of mentioned that it, it might be a good opportunity for for folks to actually lower their uh, revenue, their, their price, and still be able to achieve a, a really nice, a better profit margin than what they are at their higher price and be able to capture a big, bigger market share. I think it's going to be a very destabilizing factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that there will be agencies born out of this where those that are maybe working on another agency say, you know what, we can do this and position ourselves as an AI focused agency. Don't try to hide the fact. Let's go in. We can go 10 times faster. And maybe there's a way in which you're positioning yourself that that, that speed to market Mm-hmm. Uh, with a high level of um, of consistency, quality, with and just enough human intervention to make sure that the ideas are there to begin with, because AI doesn't have any ideas; it just sits there waiting for an input. And then the other end of it, when it's done all the heavy lifting, who are the humans that are the last line of defense between whether the creativity works or whether the numbers and the data have been you know analyzed are true to as we know it to be true mm-hmm. but i think that there's going to be um, agencies that will come out of this not across the board of course but there will be a new niche that is the super ai agency that gets you to market faster mm-hmm. however that's a premium it's not a discount it may be slightly discounted than a premium uh agency but if speed is if speed is the key and market fit um, then I would say that you're now paying for a premium. Remember when you used to get printed materials and you needed it in a hurry, it would be a premium for this, for some reason, a digital never, they never seem to get that faster. It is the less value it seemed to have, but I think you could see that you might be able to invert that. Well, I do think it's an interesting idea moving more to a subscription base that lends itself to me towards what's going to be the defining factor for a lot of agencies in this new world, which is it's going to have to be relationship driven. In order for a subscription model to be sustainable, you've got to have a long length with your clients to overcome, you know, what you have to put into it up front to make it work. And that's really, I think, going to be key for agencies to realize, like, if relationships are always important in a digital space, they're going to become more important in this new world. And the outcomes, I think, are going to be, you know what, if everyone, if everyone's fighting the AI super SEO bots, then that'll just be table stakes, right? Mm-hmm. And so you'll really still have to, what is your secret sauce on top of the AI that makes your, if you're an SEO agency or content agency even better. But I, if for those that say, well, we handcraft it always for, that's great. If you can afford to put your brand in position and say that, you know what, it's because of the people. And most likely from what I've read, it still will be better. It will still be better written um, content. However, it's 10, pretty good articles that are well pretty good seo versus one that's great 
you know, it could, I think it's a, in this arms race, it's going to be a numbers game. It's going to be hard to stay afloat, uh, with content. So you think SEO will kind of go away? I mean, it's or- one of the reasons why I think Google's detuning it uh, yeah. and the big push is because it's just so much content. It's going to be of equal quality, whether that's mm-hmm. great quality or just a high bar, because as I read, um, Tim Goodwin the other day said, he says, AI is average internet because it's taking everything and averaging it right when you when you you have to really drive it through prompt engineering to make it specific if you ask the same question in chat gpt for the most part the same wording you'll get the same general response hmm. without a lot of nuances which is if you asked five different writers or researchers different times the same question you'd have a much more nuanced response from their own biases in between so yeah, it was kind of amazing because I was playing with chat GPT just earlier this morning and uh, um, I said, hey, write this article written by Jody Grundon. And it was like amazing. It popped up all my information. It was po- putting it in there. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, <laughs> because you like- existed pre-2021 <laughs> and it was able to consume um, all the content in which you put out there online that is openly available. So, yes, it can emulate you. You can also feed GPT in each one of those sessions content that you want it to uh, learn a mini model as it were so if you've got blog posts or some of your own things you can feed it into a single session and then refer back to say those that writing style in which i gave you those examples and like you to match as closely as possible even with the small sample size it'll be closer oh that's really cool yeah looking forward to playing around that a lot because uh, we write a ton of articles we usually write about an article a day it seems like uh, as much content as we try to throw out there to help uh, help agency owners uh, run their businesses better. One well, thing think, that I'm curious about yeah, go. here too, kind of along the same, thinking about Chat GPT and how it's how it's changing things. The speed at which this has developed is the part that's even for an elder millennial like me who grew up with computers and grew up in this world of digital disruption and change and being comfortable with it. It's happened so much faster than even I could have predicted or I'm even comfortable with. Has this been inevitable or was there a catalyst that's driving it to happen now, in your opinion? Well, I think it's AI has been impacting everyone's lives probably, I mean, since 2016, 2017, you start to see things or you hear that these things are being driven by AI and behind, but it's been a little bit of a mystery, right? Oh, it's better because of AI. Okay. It feels better. Sure. However, it's been uh, unattainable for many. And so this, I guess, is the Model T moment in a way, Mm -hmm. which is that with two big platforms, the generative AI with Dolly, which is OpenAI and MidJourney, for free models and then for stuff that you can you know if you're really rolling up your sleeves 10 and 30 dollars a month and it becomes publicly accessible ai and it's very um specific on what it does in one regard so you don't need a big manual and so i think it's one of the reasons why it's that it's ai for everybody and it's giving people access to models and testing real world testing that's been mostly in labs to date so i think there's a bunch of things that are happening but harshly because it's not been turned over this is like the um the days of it's it's so rudimentary though or we don't really even know where it's going in my view it's sort of like when they invented fire 
they know that one thing it could, it could <laughs> light a thing on fire but who knew we were going to get cooking and you know all the things that came from it we're at that point right now where really the the i'm just speaking to gpt specifically mm -hmm. they they know very little of what it's capable of and they didn't plan on knowing everything they've done it theoretically what it can do they put some guardrails on it some um because they don't really even know what the guardrails should look like to be frank sure. um and where with the manuals are being written every day specifically with gpt and, and i guess with the generative ones as well as users are going in on mass and trying things out it is that critical mass of thinkers that go i wonder and then they go in and try something will it do this because the again the creators of this uh had thought maybe or maybe not it's really um it's such an open tool or many of these are now we really don't know how they're going to be used we're just seeing well i see new things every day in which we could use generative ai image generation or 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 the gpt platform i see new reasons new reasons every day within the agency or from what i'm researching that yesterday we didn't know you could use GPT. Yeah, what for. are some of those new things i'm just going to throw some nuggets out there for the folks listening today well, what's come out loud and proud early on was content creation in anybody's voice or any style and and lots of things around, you know, lots of hyperbole or, or chats around SEO and SEO agencies and that. And I think that content generation, it can do very quickly and a lot of it. I think it's going to take a while before it to become great content. Mm -hmm. And I was watching a, um, a professor from MIT talking about uh, AI the other day, and he said it it's just sitting there AI. It still needs the spark of human creativity for the input or the prompt engineering or the art of what's possible uh, before, it, before it can actually take that baton and run with it. And on the other side of things where it's doing things much, much quicker, generative AI can also just totally make stuff up very well. Um, and you have to basically know whether or not what's been produced is real <laughs> or just great fiction um and it it'd be weird one little word weird weird in a prompt and it can send the results that you anticipated to just be nuts it started making things up when i asked it to take a transcript from a meeting that i did through otter's uh transcription i transcribed it and then put it into gpt and said all key comments and all key commitments by speaker which i do every day mm -hmm. and this day totally made up none of the stuff in which took place in the meeting that it was listing as meeting notes took place nobody's expertise was even close to what it was talking about it was so oh, no. far-fetched i tried a few different ways and i couldn't i had to restart it so yeah so a humans on the far end the beginning for the spark um and then all the heavy lifting are the ways in which you can see you know signals and, and analyze data but uh, humans at the other end to make sure that what is com coming out is as we expect it to be or want it to be yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting because if you if you didn't really know what the outcome was, you could really be going down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah, and you're starting to see people getting called out on content already when they're just generating it really quickly. Well, some of the things that you can do that people probably didn't think about, I mm -hmm. I as um I wondered because we do business model um, work here for digital transformation, whether new digital business models, and in that um, service design aspect of our business. We look at things like value uh, value proposition canvases and yep. business model canvases, which are very visual, come out of Silicon Valley in the last 10 years. A lot of yep. businesses, that's where they start now. 
I asked it if it could, uh, based on a business concept that I did for a small float plane, like it was a fictional use case or a case study, small float line plane airline in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I had it come up with a value proposition in a canvas form, you know, in a, all of the value props based on the description. It came up with all of the packages that it needed to be. Um, it gave me names, taglines, which I then put into mid-journey and then had it come out with logos and other and brochures all within a few minutes. And it was the business model canvas and the business uh, value proposition canvas in a table that I looked at and said, it's definitely very close. Let's call it 80% of when, if you're doing business model work, then you can go and do the sweetening on top, but it gets all of the regular stuff out of the way that arduously you'd have to, you'd have to put in. That's, that's one thing. Again, we're just trying to figure what, what's working, what isn't. I put in a seat, I put in a job description from uh, one of our, two of our jobs. And I uh, asked if there was any biases, uh, any type of biases whatsoever. Really? We wanted it to be in it listed that ours was very uh, gender and race, racial um, bias neutral, uh, which was, which is great because we've been working on that already, but mm -hmm. it quickly came out and found some things that we might not even considered biases, which is the location. I guess it's not a remote working location. So there might be some biases for those outside of the that was one way i mean i put in a cv of somebody i put in a job description of who i was interviewing and then i put the cv in for that job interview and i said first first you are a you are a recruiter and a digital agency would this person at first blush based on what you see from their cv be a good fit for this role and it totally <laughs> went through wow. line by line wow now you still need to interview you need to do all those things because the cv yeah. is still a cv however it's again saved I would say 15 minutes per CV before going through the interview, just even to look at it. Now, those things should be built right in, right? So GPT should now do sentiment analysis or uh, job fit, which I'm sure will come, be coming in the, in the next few months. Those are just two things that within a single day or two, I thought I might try chat GPT to figure things out. That's where we're at. Like just, so those that are telling you that it's not going to impact the agencies uh, or the creative industry, I'll tell you right now, they're not using it. No, because anybody who's using it for more than an hour will recognize quite quickly if they're curious mind mm -hmm. all of the things in which could be except uh, rapidly accelerated through just GPT alone. But even with the image generation, I did some Chanel number no. five bottles work uh, for product photography and it looked like a shot right over a magazine for Christmas Chanel number no. five, other than the logo uh, and, the, and the label, which we redid. And that was three different looks. So it's um it's wow. really interesting what's being done with visuals too. There's been a, a big movement um some towns here in northern New Mexico. There's some some folks that I follow on Twitter who are really into reimagining urban spaces here in New Mexico and how we can solve some of our housing equity problems and things that we're trying to do. And they fed some stuff into the mid-journey, which I had never heard of until last week. And it was creating some incredible visuals fitting the Taos Pueblo style with reimagined multifamily homes and mixed use spaces. And it is kind of funny. They haven't figured out logos yet. And like some of the restaurant names and names on the buildings are kind of funny, but the the vibe and the gist of what they're going for is inherent. It looks like artist renderings from an architecture firm. It's yeah, incredible it's, what people are doing with it. It's, it's shocking and how, how radically it's changing. So if you look at it, I would have said two months ago that the photography, illustration, and whatnot, those jobs are safe. 
um, since the release of Midjourney 5 within the last two weeks, I would say that we are months away. Um, you can even now, uh, if you're doing for, I would say for blogs or lower, lower, uh, lower end production, internal in-house work, mm -hmm. I think AI is starting to already replace in-house images for blog posts and, and whatnot, or internal graphics. You're going to start to see where it, Writing's not such a big thing, thing or the uh, six fingers are okay because uh, <laughs> the journey can't count. Uh, but even those are getting better. So I would say that where I would have said that it was great for production art or concept art a few months ago, you're only you're within a year, and some are probably already using it now for final production work. And so you can see that that's replacing potentially photographers. And I've got some. I did some Mercedes Benz photography on the coast of California, and I'll send you some of these after for, for yeah. Uh, for product photography as well that was a morning fog northern california coast like it was hard to tell it wasn't a photograph of a of a g-wagon the latest one and so it went from concept artist saying giving that to uh, a production company or photographer saying i want it to look like this we're within six months of that becoming what's done and then final you know touch-ups of the car or get superimposed or what have you but the background plates and that they're I think this has photographers worried. Hmm. Unreal. And wow. it's hard. It's it's you know it's, it's it's hard to describe until you start using it. We're all we've got three things going on. We've got a we've got a recession that's a headwind, or at least the media's been talking about this recession for a long time. The, the numbers don't typically seem to be reinforcing that, but nonetheless, right. yep. The uh, so a lot of agencies, a lot of companies that would hire agencies are looking for ways in which to quote you know to start to save money. How can they shore things up? I, I think we're also seeing this work from home, COVID, uh, whatever that turns out to be. We're in the, you know, that's starting to really solidify what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then just with AI being so accessible to everyone, I think you're going to start to see people just starting to use it. And it won't be necessarily formal, but it's like everyone's pressed for time. Once everyone's looking for a shortcut throughout the day, we all are. Uh, to, you know, as long as it doesn't compromise the work to find you that space or more time or the margins. And I think it's just going to, you're going to see people going back and more, more and more internally here. We're seeing people say that yeah, every day they're in GPT more once they understand the things that they could potentially do. There's a lot of other things we discussed too around confidential information and, 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 and the, and the great unknowns. But, um, I think that, um, yeah, to get to your original point jobs. I think there will be um, jobs taken away or more work put in those same people mm -hmm. that to get done or expectations higher. Yeah, sure. I, think, I, I don't know. I mean, and maybe maybe there will be jobs going away a little bit, but I look at it as you know, you be, you, be, you make a creator, you make them a reviewer, you make the you, the, the their their job changes in dynamics. You know what? where they're trying to create the words and everything. Now they're the editor, they're reviewing the words. So I think the work will still be there for folks. It's just a matter of now they've got to develop different skills, you know, different skill sets than what they maybe had going into it, maybe and a little faster than normal because what will be, I think, the normal thing for coming right out of college or doing whatever isn't going to be there anymore. It's going to be, hey, we're going to need higher level thinkers um, versus uh, lower level doers. Agreed. It's, I think it's no different than if you look at, you know, to mining, you know, going down on a rope with a pickaxe and a, and a, and a light and yeah. having to do, do this versus conveyor belts and machines. And there's more people at the top than they're at the bottom. And, 
uh, of the mind extracting versus having to be all done by hand. So the the extraction of the creation of the bulk of things can be done with more accuracy and more speed. But I still think uh, agreed the creativity, the spark, the the things with the bigger you can spend more time on bigger ideas or the or the the more important parts. As as I said to the team. Yeah, you can deliver. We can deliver even better as opposed to delivering mediocre. We can deliver even better because the arduous work that you had to do for some of these areas of data analysis or what have you, you can take that time and focus on the big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, JP, we could talk about on. this forever. I mean, this is an exciting topic, but it's come down to where uh, Joey is going to present the uh, question of the uh, podcast here. So, uh, Joey, let's uh, let's hear this. We kind of warned JP earlier about the. Uh, what this could potentially be. And, and so uh, Joey, go ahead and spring it on us. Yeah. So I, I, whenever I think about technology change, I always feel like science fiction is trying to warn us not to do this and we can't get out of our own way. So the question of the day, if you can think of one off the top of your head, what's your favorite science fiction movie and how oh. are there any lessons that we need to take from it with relation to where we're going with AI? Well, I think like many, especially my age, Star Wars would be definitely was it was it was in there. We've got a big Star Wars contingent here at the agency, and um, it's been a big part of my life. So I think uh, just beware of the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> always, a always well, always well intentioned. But there's the, a light uh, the side and dark side, and I yeah. think as yeah. long as we take you know, the that there's a balance between the things that AI is doing for good versus what it could potentially do on the negative, then I'd say beware of the dark side. Yeah, no, I have to agree with you. Star Wars was definitely when we grew up. Uh, I think we probably grew up in the same era. There, we it was the it was the it was the thing. It was you know something you you couldn't wait to watch the next one coming out and the next one, and uh, with uh, good versus evil, you know everything going on there. I, I, I agree. I'm going to take a switch there. I'm going to say Star Trek. Mm -hmm. um, it's also oh, yes. also there. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. just from the beam me up, you know, right there on your chest to. All the AI that, that that they talked about way back when, you know, you, you know, it, it it's amazing that we looked at that as science fiction, wait, you know, a long time ago, yeah, long time ago, ten years ago, and uh, could never happen to something that is going to become a reality, if not already a reality, which is which is amazing. And uh, I think you're right. You know, it's just a matter of can we make sure that we harness it and and, and use it for the right things is what's going to be, uh, I think, the true test of where we're going to go going forward. Um, not necessarily can we create it, it's how can we make sure that we harness a good versus evil in the same manner that you mentioned with, with Star Wars. So, so Joey, go ahead, you know, tell, tell, us, tell us what yours was. I know you're so young, it's probably something over the last five years. But let, well, so the it, it's it's a throwback, but it's a it's a remake. I got really into the new Dune movie that came out huh? a couple of years ago, which I thought was fantastic. Visually was great. Lots of Star Wars vibes there. You can see where Lucas maybe took a little bit of stuff from Dune. That's a different podcast. However, we could spend 30 <laughs> minutes talking about talking about that. The thing that I think about with AI, and I think back to another movie, wasn't science fiction, but it was it was the imitation game talking about Alan Turing creating um, his first machine and and cracking the Enigma code. There's we've been building towards this for a long time. We call it the Turing test, right? The the one thing that's going to prove what we've been trying to get at for you know almost a hundred years at this point, which is how do we create a hu a computer that thinks and acts and talks like a human, and I just always wonder if we're going to be the architects of our own demise and 
we're going to find out that, you know, on our tombstone as humans, it's going to say we were our own worst enemy and we couldn't get out of our own way. And I just want us to, it's a great tool. I think it's a great opportunity to have everybody elevate and get better and use, solve some of our, our big societal problems that we're trying to solve. I just hope we do so responsibly and we we do so without greed so that, you know, like Dune, we're not exploiting the earth. We're taking care of it and living harmoniously with it. I love it, man. You should be a poet, man. Did you get that on AI or did you make that? Did you say that yourself? Oh, I typed it in the chat GPT about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Make me look smart waxing and waning around how Dune and AI parallels in the future will be like. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. I think that it all, you know, there are regardless of technology advancements Mm -hmm. uh, and there are many. And this is one of many that has talk, brought us here today. At the, at the end of the day, whether it's analog or with this technology, it, it'll be, it all comes down to ethics, right? What mm-hmm. is ethical, um, regardless of the tool or the people? If the intent behind anything, whether this technology or analog, is not a good intent, it's going to stay that way. With uh, uh, a few behind me, there's lots of AI-generated art that I've done for the last year, and I've had printed along with actual analog photographs. Uh, and some people said, well, what, you know, it looks like you re- you know, if, if, if some of that art feels familiar to others or, or could look like a, like a Warhol and whatnot, you know, what do you say to that? And I said, well, that's the difference. If I choose to get AI to generate a Warhol type picture to put up on my wall or to go sell it, that's an ethics thing because you can still buy Warhol knockoffs that are being created in factories by people for working for point, you know, five cents an hour that are being shipped onto freighters. And again, it's just analog and it's the intent behind it. And, and if, if the ethics are, are on our side, we will harness it for good, I believe. No, sounds like, uh, sounds great. Well, ending on that, uh, JP, how could uh, it, our viewers get a hold of you if they uh, wanted to reach out to you about uh, this or uh, any other topic? I've been doing a few more talks. Uh, yeah, uh, powershifter.com or is where my agency uh, or jpiddy.com, J-A-Y-P-I-D-D.Y is my blog. You can get me there, but I also write a lot about AI and as well as agency stuff uh, on the impacts thereof. Well, JP, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, appreciate you uh, stopping by today. Had a, a, a The time flew by very quick. I think we even went over a little bit there, yeah. um, but it uh, seemed, seemed uh, super quick. So, JP with uh, Power Shifter Digital. Thank you very much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you. Enjoy this podcast? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving business success. We're here to be a resource in this ever-changing industry.